Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Booze. I'm your host Jax, and it's been a little bit again. <laughs> Sorry about that. I feel like right before Halloween, like I got sick and then it, it took me like two weeks to get over that. It sucked so hard. It sucked so hard. Ugh. Just felt really shitty and then, yeah, I just feel like I was just also getting a little lazy to be honest, but I'm here and let's do this. We're going to talk about the faculty. Let me crack my high noon pineapple. I don't know if I've been talking about those a lot, but thankfully they're still available. Okay, sorry. My nails are a little, make it a little hard to open. Uh, delicious and refreshing. All right, let me just grab this thing on my um, phone. Okay, because there are things that I want to talk about. Okay, so yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. And I did, like I said, I did want to apologize that I've been a little less... Um, active. It's like I said, I'm still kind of like adjusting to like going to work and sad to say I'm still adjusting because it's November and I've had the job since end of August, but it's fine. It'll be fine. I also just need to plan a little bit better. And it's also because I don't have like my home office anymore. So yeah, that also like makes it really hard because I have to like wait for my husband to be like done working. And sometimes he hasn't get out of his office to like 6, 6.30, 7. So yeah, I don't really want to record that late because I'm a brat. Yeah, I know. I'm a brat. Anyway, so here we are. Thankfully, I'm able to do this and we're going to get this out to you as soon as I can so that you can listen to it just like you are right now. Sorry. Anyway, so yes, we're going to talk about the faculty and we're going to talk about all the coolness that that, that this movie truly is and how lucky that I feel like we were to get something like this considering the 90s were I feel like we got maybe a handful of good horror in my opinion so many other people are going to disagree with that but I feel like all in all in quality I feel like there's only really like a handful I mean we're not going to talk about the 80s as far as quality but I feel like with the 80s the appreciation for them makes them more popular um considering like when they came out they might not have been as popular but I don't know. I mean, 90s horror is, I feel like, a little more subjective, too, because it's way grungier. It's a little rougher with the story. It's not as cut and dry or squeaky clean like I feel like some of the 80s ones were. I don't know. I feel like some of the Friday the 13th, like all the kids getting together. To me, that was a little like squeaky clean about like going to a party and like just typical You know what I mean? There was no risk where I feel like in the 90s there was way more risk. And, you know, that's why I feel like it was just a little more subjective because we were losing the slasher genre and we're trying to, like, rediscover, you know, horror and twist the genre. Hence why we got Scream and stuff like that. Sorry, I didn't want this to turn into, like, a, you know, lecture on this. But I definitely felt like by the time, you know, 1998 came when this came out, I feel like we were just you know, very um, surprised, too, that we had such a fun movie that came out of it. You know, I I definitely think that this movie is so fun. It has one of the best cast chemistries, I feel, in the 90s. Because once we get to the 2000s, I feel like that was something that was worked on. And then, but in the 90s, I feel like it was a little more experimented and explored. Whereas the 80s, we had very one-dimensional characters. And they didn't really have 
arc or backstory and or anything you know to them except what you saw whereas the 90s like i said we were kind of going in a little more depth with that which i felt felt added way more to the story so this movie i feel you know brings so many memories of the 90s back to me i mean one thing is all those goddamn tummy hill figure ads with the cast, like, lounging on each other, all in Tommy Hilfiger. And if you actually watch the movie, <clears throat> you will see a little Tommy Hilfiger flag on almost every single thing that everybody's wearing. I'm pretty, I'm, like, 80% sure, like, most of the time you're going to see it. So now that you watch it, you're going to find it on everybody's little shirt. Even Stokely's little black shirt, that's a fucking Tommy Hilfiger shirt. So it's just kind of funny, like, how... You know, before the movie came out, we were seeing all these, you know, ads and we we're all excited about the movie. And then we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> they actually, you know, um, supplied the wardrobe for the movie. How interesting. That's why they're in the ads, too. So I felt like that was kind of cool. And I felt like it added like a more um, coolness to it. And I'm pretty sure that um, I know what you did last summer also had a kind of shoot like this. And I think Scream had a little bit, but it wasn't as like you know, branded, if you will, so that, like, it actually, like, I remember this in magazines, like, getting my teen people. <laughs> yes, teen people. Um, Because in 1998, I was definitely barely a teen. <laughs> barely a teen. So, yeah, I was 12. <laughs> anyway. You know, I, I, I just remember, like, the music in this movie was just so great. I'm just going to name some of the songs off to you guys. Just because I felt like it was so 90s in the best way. You know what I mean? We had some offspring with the kids on All Right, literally opening the movie up, which is one of my favorite offspring songs besides Gotta Get Away. And we have some Creed, some classic 90s Creed, which is one of their good songs. I do like I'm 18. We have Schools Out by Soul Asylum. We have Medication by Garbage. We have Resecution by Cheryl Crow. If It's Over Now by, I think it's Neve. And I remember like downloading that song when I was a kid after watching this movie and like just being obsessed with it. Or like I'd listen to like the sample of it. I can't even remember. Like, yeah, because in the 90s, there really wasn't YouTube or anything. So I must have like found like a sound clip on like Amazon or something lame. I was so queer. But anyway, I love that movie. I mean, that song, excuse me. And then we have Changes by Sean Mullins, Stay Young by Oasis. Another Brick in the Wall. It says Class of 99, so I'm not really um, sure what that means. But it's a really cool um, version of the song. It's really cool. And I just feel like it just... Everybody's attitude also in the movie is very dark. And it's very moody. And I just felt that whoever picked these songs, it just... It really went with it. You know, I, I just really love it. And I don't normally do this. And I definitely want to get in the habit of. Because I feel like some people don't realize like who these actors are. I'm not very good at showing off my special skill. No, I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, like, I feel like I glaze over that, like, I know movie uh, people or actors from other movies, especially, like, lesser-known things. Um, that's my superpower, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I'm actually, like, that's kind of what I, like, I love. That's, like, my party trick, if you will. You know what I mean? I kind of, like, tell people, like, oh, yeah, well, that person was also in this movie, duh. And they're like, what? What? Especially, like, actors now and being like, yeah, they're in a horror movie. They're like, no, they weren't. You're like, yeah, they were. <laughs> of course they were. Everybody is. Because it's all low budget. It's fun. That's what, you know, that's what people want to do when they're younger. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway. So, 
So anyway, so we have Josh Hartnett, duh, of course, because we all love him. Uh, Elijah Wood, Clea Duvall, and Clea Duvall, as you might know, is from a lot of stuff, but she's um, specifically from Identity, which is like a horror thriller, and if you haven't seen that, it's great. I think it's on Netflix, and if it's not, it probably just got removed, so I'm sorry, but Identity's a great movie. It has John Cusack in it also, and a bunch of other, like Amanda Peet, um, uh, Jake Busey, sorry, not Gary, Jake Busey, his son, and a bunch of other people. I'm not going to name them all, but anyway, um, she's in also... In another movie that's literally on the tip of my tongue. Oh, no. She was in the um, the Handmaid's Tale. She plays, oof, I can't remember her name, but one of the women's, her, like, girlfriend slash wife that she had the son with, um, uh, the girl from Gilmore Girls. I can't think of her real name. But her character in it, um, she's a lesbian, and her this is her partner. The beautiful Jordana Brewster from, of course, all the Fast and Furious movies and, of course, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was it New Beginning? It was the one from 2006, but she's in it. Uh, we have Usher. Hello. Awesome. <laughs> Sama Hayek. Sean Hotsey. Hat. So, oh gosh, I'm totally butchering this. Hat. O.C. Hattacy? We're going to go with that. Like Hennessy, Hattacy. Sorry. I'm, I'm awful. I'm bad. I, that's in this next one. I'm totally going to butcher. Is it, is it Femke? I don't know what, uh, Janison. And she's from like Nip Tuck. She was in... Why am I, why am I blanking on her? She's in a bunch of stuff, but she's beautiful. I always thought she was like gorgeous, very like structured looking and very like, I don't know, just like, like a model, you know what I mean? Where like all your features are like there on your face. Like I just definitely love that. Um, I think I said Selma Hayek, but if I didn't, Selma Hayek, John Stewart. Hello. Awesome. John Patrick. Excuse me. Jeesh. John Stewart, Robert Patrick. Sorry guys. The seltzer is hitting a little early, I guess. And then we have Bebe Newworth, who she's from a bunch of 90s, like early 90s shows. And she was also in Will and Grace for a little bit. But I believe she's really like a dancer. So it's why, like, I love watching this movie. I'm like, man, her legs are just killer. And even in Will and Grace, it's like, wow, yeah, she's got like the best legs ever. Yeah, I'm creepy. Sorry. <laughs> and then we have the also famous Piper Laurie, who is obviously, uh, not obviously, sorry, but she is Carrie White's mother in Carrie from 1976. Or four. Sorry, I always confuse that year. Um, Danny Masterson's also in this, but we're just going to kind of glaze over that. And let me see if there's anybody else. John Abrahams um, from Scary Movie is also in this. The guy who plays Billy. He's in this. And yeah, I believe that that's everybody. So yeah. So I wanted to like share that before I forgot. And you know, because I want, like I said, I want to get better at that. So, so I feel like too, considering, I don't remember if... H2O came out after this or before it. I didn't, that was one thing I didn't mean to look up. So if you're listening to this and you know, definitely message me because I'll probably look it up, but I might forget. But I, I don't know, but his hair, I felt like is still, he must have some kind of cowlick, you know, because in this movie it's better. H2O was just like atrocious, but this movie, it looks a little more cleaned, messy, like a little more like, you know, I don't know, not as scraggly, I guess. So anyway, we get to like experience that. So it's awesome. And, you know, the other thing, too, that I always keep thinking about when I watch this movie is, like, how everybody has, like, their backpack on one shoulder. And I just was instantly brought back to middle school. Because I feel like in high school I didn't wear a backpack. I had, like, a messenger bag. But in middle school I definitely had a backpack. And I remember constantly being, like, 
in turmoil about how to fucking wear my backpack and look cool. Because I'd be like, oh my God, it's kind of heavy because I have like, you know, books and shit in it. And I'm like, how is everybody just like one strapping it? And like, I just, I just remember like constantly like being at battle with myself about like, no, that's cool. No, that's not cool. No, you look like a dork. And I feel like at the end, it didn't matter because I was just a dork. So, and that's fine because in now it definitely doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like one strap, two strap. But I just I truly always think of also that scene in 21 Jump Street when they're going back to high school and they're freaking out about it. Uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill's characters are freaking out about what to do. I, I don't remember if it was the night before or if it was when they're like walking in. I can't remember. But that scene of, of them like talking about like one, one strapping it or whatever, two strapping it and just going like crazy about it and I remember thinking like that's exactly how I was too like this isn't funny this is actually a little triggering no no but I was definitely like holy shit like that's so funny because that is so true and I felt like in this movie like a lot of people were one strapping it and I was like oh because they're cool like (laughs) it's like oh man like that is that is the right way to do no no it's actually like bad for your posture (laughs) but that's okay any hoosers so we're going to go through the movie. I'm going to try not to, like, you know, bore you with all the deets. So if I forget some stuff, like, you know, please forgive me. Um, I'm trying to keep you entertained as much as I can. So it starts off with football practice, and you see Robert Patrick as the coach. And he's also obviously from, he's the T-1000 from, you know, Terminator 2. Forgot to mention that earlier. And he's also in a bunch of other stuff, but obviously that's really all that I want you to know that he's in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, that's not to degrade anything else that he's been in at all. Uh, but anyway, so he's yelling at the players and being extremely passionate about the game and the players and like how they're, you know, res- like acting in the field and their response uh, to play, you know, whatever, whatever that strategy is called. <laughs> I'm not a football expert. And... You know, everybody leaves and then somebody ends up like approaching him from behind and then the scene cuts before you see anything happen. And he's like, yeah, what? Like, it's kind of like a, you know, he can't really see them either because you can tell like the sun's like in his face. So it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of set up like kind of, kind of cool. You know, I kind of liked that. And then now we're um, at the teacher's meeting after school and it's kind of like later. It's definitely dark, so I'm not really sure what time of year this is. It's definitely fall, but I don't know. Maybe it's like now. I'm not sure. And because they're in Ohio, I'm pretty sure is where we also uh, find out later. But yes, so the teachers are meeting after school with with the principal and just kind of like having a meeting about like things that they need or things that are going on, whatever. And the principal is pretty much just giving everybody bad news and then telling them like she's denying their requests for new equipment or um they wanted to do a play that they had to pay for the the screen books which can be kind of expensive sometimes to have the rights to do the play and you know but then that you know she points out like it's a football town and you know the football players are going to get whatever they want because that's what the town wants to pay for so it's kind of like 1998 exposing like what we all I guess what we've all known all along (laughs) but it's definitely true so, um, so yeah, so then Mrs. Drake, Miss, yeah, Mrs. Drake, uh, leaves, who's the principal and she's talking to Mrs. Wilson and she's like locking up, but then she forgot, realizes as she's locking up that she forgot her keys inside 
And she goes in, and upon going back into her office, she crosses paths with Coach Willis, the football coach. And he's acting kind of weird, and she asks him if he's been drinking, and he can't seem to find a pencil. It's, like, a very, like, weird, like, semi-seductive scene. Like, I remember being, like, very confused at his intentions because I'm like, is he hitting on her? Because he's being, like, or then I started realizing, like, wait, that's not flirting. Like, (laughs) guess maybe that should have been, like, a wake-up call that, like, yeah, that's not flirting, you weirdo. Like, no. Just say no. (laughs) And so she tells him to sleep it off when he asks for, you know, a pencil, but he like is still persisting. And then she like, you know, turns around and hands him one. And then he's saying she looks that she looks very pretty. And then, you know, he grabs her hand and like shoves the pencil through her palm. Like it's a crazy, like what the fuck kind of scene considering he was just like telling her that she was pretty and just really weird. Like it's just a very odd like behavior. And, he then says, I've always wanted to do that. And she runs away, runs around the school, trying to get away from him and trying to get out. But there's like a, a chained door. But he goes on the intercom saying that, you know, she needs to go to the principal's office. Like, it's kind of like a, a silly little like scene. And he finds her, but he's but she smashes something that was glass like over his face and like distracts him. But Mrs. And now Mrs. Wilson, the older teacher that she was talking to earlier, who's Piper Lauren is now at the door, but it's chained shut, which is really odd, from the inside, or or that maybe it is the outside. Yeah, no, from the outside, but I don't know when that happened, if Mrs. Drake, or Miss Drake, I don't know, like, it was kind of weird, unless this was a different door that she ended up at. That's the only thing I could think of, was this was, like, a totally different door. Anyway, but her keys are back in the office, of course, and the coach is nowhere to be seen, so she go back... Excuse me. She goes back to grab the keys, but then Miss Wilson notices the coach and he's in the hallway coming towards them and like, you know, very menacing. It's a creepy. It's a very dark, like creepy scene. It's a pretty like, you know, if you've if you've never seen this movie or it's been a little while, like I definitely remember like thinking like, wow, this is this is a little intense. You know what I mean? It's definitely well paced. And I felt like it would be a scary situation. You know what I mean? Like if this was really happening to somebody like this this would be kind of frightening so then miss drake narrowly gets out and then locks the chain in the door so he can't get her and he's like banging on the door but then the camera pans to mrs wilson and then she stabs miss drake with some scissors like it's not like wicked graphic but it's just like whoa like holy shit and then she says i always wanted to do that and then the title card, and it's, like, smooth, like, guitar, like, soft guitar. You know what I mean? It's it's perfect. Like, it's so good. I lo- I really I really felt like this movie was very well put together. I feel like as long, uh, also for, like, holding up, you know what I mean? Like, with, I mean, maybe one of the scenes in a little bit isn't as, is a little more dated because, you know, it's just kind of wrong. But I felt like it, it meant something in a drastic sense. So I'm kind of thankful that like nobody's really said anything about it because I would hate this movie to get any shit. But, but anyway, so then, yeah, the title card. And then now I love in this beginning how like it says everybody's name, like when it's like freezes on them as they're like walking by and it's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I I don't know. I liked that. I liked that. I didn't have to guess who everybody was (laughs) or like realize their name, like 20 minutes into the fucking scene. So I'm kind of dumb sometimes <laughs> or like I'm not paying attention like uh, let's be serious I'm just probably not paying attention and um so yeah then like 
you know. And then, like, Josh Hartnett pulls up first into the parking lot with, like, his super cool um, car. We don't actually see his name yet, uh, but he's the first one that we see at the school. And then, and he's, like, putting stuff, uh, he go to, goes to his trunk after he parks, and he grabs some stuff out of his trunk. And it's, like, these, looks like these blue pens, but there's, like, white through them. So, like, clearly, immediately, I remember thinking, like, oh, yeah, he sells drugs. Like, duh. He's that guy at school. So then we quickly notice how emotions are running high throughout the school. There's, like, a couple that's kind of, like, fighting. And this is the part that's kind of, like, not the best. Like, they're kind of, like, hitting each other and tussling. I think she slaps them across the face, which I don't really agree with. I don't really agree with that. Especially if you're, like, doing it a lot or if that's just, like, how you guys act to each other. But that's John Abraham's uh, character. He's with that girl and they're, like, you know, hitting each other and fighting and yelling at each other and pushing. And, like I said, it's, like, tussling. But... That's not healthy, so that's why, like, I feel like that's the only thing that really hasn't aged well, but like I said, I feel it's important to show what's going to happen later. You know what I mean? I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying, like, I don't want it to go down because of that one thing, but I I do recognize that. So then we meet um, Casey, Casey, you know, his name's actually first, and he's being, like, shoved against or into a flagpole with his legs open, like, in his crouch, which is awful. I don't understand how, like, kids are like that, but thankfully my high school didn't really have a lot of that, at least, like, not at school. I didn't see, like, I didn't really see a lot of kids get, like, beat up or, like, picked on. I mean, not really. I mean, like, I definitely know what probably happened, but I it wasn't, like, that obvious. You know what I mean? Not that that's better. And, um, so yeah, then we meet Casey and then we meet Stokely and she's just, you know, kind of like quiet and a loner and it's an interaction between her and Stan and it's really weird that they're like, you know, kind of like bickering at each other. Like, that's what I mean. Like everybody's just like really pissed at this school. Like nobody's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like didn't mean to bump into you. It's just like, watch it. You know, maybe if you didn't paint your eyes fucking shut or whatever. Like it was just like, whoa, like, yikes, crazy. And then we meet Stan's girlfriend, Delilah, who's Jordana Brewster. He claims that he has a story, has the story that she needs for the school paper for, like, front page shit. So, yeah, that's when his title card is, like, shown. Sorry, I was, like, trying to read my stupid notes. But then we meet um, Mary Beth as a new student, and she's from Atlanta, and she's, you know, a little different, but, you know, new kid on the block. And then we keep seeing that couple who are just fighting and, like I said, slapping each other. And... Zeke's in the bathroom now selling fake IDs and scat, which are those little pens. And he's like, guaranteed to jack you up. And then it's like his title card. Then we see Mr. Tate walking into the faculty lounge. Miss Harper, the nurse, is helping someone who cut themselves. Uh, he's another teacher. And one of the teachers, which is John Stewart's, and he's, um, I can't think of his name now. I can't think of his name right now. I'll, I'll, I probably wrote it later. Sorry. So, yeah, so Selma Hayek is kind of like her, you know, Miss Harper is like blowing off Jon Stewart pretty much about like going out or like, you know, doing something with him. And he's just like, he like makes a really weird statement. He's like, why don't you just put a pen in my eye? And it's just like, who fucking just like says that when when somebody, it's not like she's rejecting him, but she's definitely probably not interested. And I feel like that's when you have to either be clear, like I do want to hang out because she's kind of like sick also. But it's kind of like you have to be kind of clear, like, I do want to do something with you or no, I really am not interested. Like, I feel like you just you have to be clear sometimes if they're going to be persistent and you really don't want to 
Like you have to, you just, you have to, sorry, little lesson right there. So others um, in the lounge noticed that the coach is drinking a lot of water and it's like hanging out by the water cooler by himself. And Mrs. Olson walks in and she definitely looks different than she did the night before. And the coach notices it. And Stan sees Delilah and he tells her that he's quitting the football team and he wants to go to school because he's good at, he wants to go to school because he's good at school, not because he's good at sports. He really wants to like get the academic part, you know, and not just be like some jock, even in college. He really wanted to be like serious. Cause like what he's not like, he's going to, I think he was probably realizing like, I don't really think I want to play ball my whole life. And that's why I feel like for college, if you want to, like, I don't know, it's like, it's a choice. You know, if you don't care that you're going to play later and then, and you still want to play, that's fine. But I feel like he was just kind of like, why? You know, like, I don't know. He just made a choice. And, you know, since she's head cheerleader, she doesn't want him to quit because he's quarterback. And that's like the social acceptance, like crap. You know what I mean? That we all, I feel like learned from movies, to be honest. And, I always, like, think, like, do you even like him? Or are you just, like, with him because he's the quarterback? So if somebody else was the quarterback, you would dump him. Like, what? It was just, like, really fucking weird. I was like, that's not how my school went. At least, like, I don't think so, but maybe it did. <laughs> Who knows? And he's mad that she's not going to want to be with him as, like, a non-athlete. Like, you can tell he's, like, kind of hurt by it. Mr. Tate is clearly drinking while he's teaching and he doesn't really care and he's like very like dramatic like blah you know what I mean and Mary Beth is like staring at Stokely during class and then after class she like approaches her like in the common like outdoor area which is like a really cool thing like my my high school didn't really have that and she asks what she's reading and she's trying to be friendly And then Delilah walks over and starts harassing Stokely, claiming she's a violent lesbian and, like, all this, like, stupid stuff that, you know, girls are fucking just the worst. Like, just the fucking worst. Like, why are we so queer to each other? Why? There is zero need. There's zero need. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's just so silly. Uh, Then Casey is walking around during lunch and sees something in the grass, like near the football fields, uh, like near, it's like, I think it's like in the middle of a track or something. And then the coach approaches him, notices that he's not an athlete and Casey doesn't think, and then he tells him like, he doesn't think people should run unless they're being chased. And the coach like loved that response. Like he's like, ah, I like that. Oh, so Mr. Furlong, geez, that's John Stewart's name. Sorry, I couldn't remember. So he shows Mr. Furlong, because he's a science teacher, what he found. And Mary Beth, you know, goes to Stokely about being, and so he's, like, talking to her about being a lesbian and, like, telling her to, like, fly free and, like, totally being supportive of it, which I think is, like, awesome for that, like, you know, being 1998 and her being, like, yeah, be a lesbian, please, like, do it. Um, But I, you know, just, like, be yourself pretty much was what I got out of what she was saying to her. I just, like, loved that. (laughs) And... Then we're back to Mr. Furlong. He sees that it's an aquatic species because he's, like, looking at it under a microscope. And Zeke is, like, totally smarter than he looks. And we find out later that he's, like, stayed back um, maybe a few times. And, you know, they realize that they need to call the university because there are qualities about it that are definitely, like, you know, something that aren't really, like, textbook. You know what I mean? And... 
Usher's character jokes that it's from the same planet as Stokely and because she's like standing in front of him and she like bumps his arm and he knocks water onto the, this little parasite thing because that's really what it looks like. And then it starts to like wiggle and move. They place it in a, in a like uh, empty tank of water and the tentacles start to like grow out of it. Like little skinny little like, they look like spaghetti. Like they're very, very thin. And Mr. Furlong puts a glove on and Mr. Furlong puts a glove on to feel the parasite and it ends up splitting in two as he grabs it because he was like trying to touch the surface area to see like if the texture changed and then after it splits into two which is like wild one of them like you see like a close-up CGI of course of it like opening its mouth and like pulling back teeth and it bites him it's crazy like it's a it's a quick little scene but it's enough for you to see what this fucking thing looks like kind of up close and it bites him on the finger and everybody's just kind of like in shock. So then um, we see Stan talking to the football coach near like the pool and he tells him like, I'm going to quit, blah, blah, blah. And it's like a very calm, like, ma- like adult mature conversation because the coach is like, oh, okay. If you don't want to play anymore, you don't want to play. All right. See you. Good luck to you. Like, just not being an asshole. Like, just like, okay, like, I'm not going to stand in your way. You don't want to play. You don't want to play. You know, I don't know. It was a very obviously weird scene because Stan was kind of like weirded out, you know, by like it being that easy. But he was like, thanks for not reaming me. And then the coach is like, what kind of human being would I be if I did or whatever? And they like smiles awkwardly. So I feel like that was kind of like a funny little poke at us, you know. So then Stan takes a shower after helping Casey uh, not getting beat up by Usher's character and some other jerk from the football team. But then in the shower, Mrs. Brummel, who's like the super old, I think she's a computers teacher. And she like, like, you know, Stan's like trying to take a shower and he's like, you know, probably naked. He's got the soap and like washing himself. And then Mrs. Brummel comes fucking out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure she's naked too. And she looks like she's melting. Like her face looks extra saggy. And then he's trying, she was trying to get help and he holds her as she claims they want everyone. And she's like, I can't breathe. And yeah, she like rips off her clothes because she was like hot or something. And as he pulls his hand away from her head, a clump of her skin and hair like comes off and then it like cuts the scene. And then Mrs. Wilson is explaining to Stan and Casey that she has cancer and she's sick. And these are just like symptoms of the chemo or the cancer, like whatever bullshit that she's trying to spin. And it's a weird, like odd scene that you could tell, you know, they're just like, I don't know. Like you could just tell like Casey's starting to like suspect something. So then now you see, like, Zeke selling, like, nude videos of celebrities, which I don't even know if those were even real. But he's, like, you know, selling videos to kids on uh, in the parking lot on campus. And then Miss Burke, who's Femke's uh, character, she comes up to him and tries to, like, tell him they can't be doing that. And they have, like, a little, like, sexually charged disagreement, I'm really just going to say, because I wouldn't really want to say it's a fight because they're not yelling But, like, I don't know if, like, she's young enough to have been in school with him and maybe they dated or, like, she had a crush on him. I don't know. Like, she doesn't seem like she's old in this. 
but like there's some kind of or she's just a teacher that he's attracted to like period like who fucking knows and because he's definitely 18 because he's definitely like she, I think he was supposed to have graduated the year before or whatever so like he's definitely 18 so that's why I think like she does like like him I don't know it's weird and like talking about cherry condoms and like I don't know it's just really like not a I don't know it's just weird it's just weird um and he was like saying that the condoms are on him like I don't know I don't know it's just like I don't know I don't know but then we're back to Casey and he tells Delilah about the creature and she doesn't really care she's kind of like blowing him off like whatever like I'm popular you know kind of that attitude and then they actually go into the teacher's lounge together looking for anything for like a story you know what I mean just trying to spy on the teachers quote unquote expose anything you know, stupid kid shit. And then everybody knows uh, that everybody, oh, excuse me. They, I think like um, Elijah Wood's character, Casey, finds, you know, the flask and she's like, everybody knows Mr. Tate drinks. We exposed that last year and no one cares. <laughs> and it's just like, and then she like makes a snide comment and Casey's just like, God, like, you're a fucking bitch, like under his breath. But she like hears him, obviously, because it's just the two of them. So it's like, you can tell that he kind of like likes her and she kind of does too, but she's queer. Like she's got this like stupid idea in her head. You know what I mean? That like she needs to be popular and she needs to date a popular guy, quote unquote. You know what I mean? But anyway, as they're like chatting back and forth, Mrs. Wilson and Coach Willis just like like walk in and they just like quickly hide in a closet like really quietly well they like heard them like walking over and like ran into the closet just as they were coming in and you know they miss wilson and coach willis walk over to the water cooler and she throws water on her face like her back's us and she like throws like a cup of water at her face and wilson's like drinking like it's really like it's really weird and then you hear them talking and they're talking about how like Bremel didn't make it and her body was too old. And now you're like, OK, something is fucking up. Like now you're like, OK, what is this like 30 minutes into the movie? Like we got this. Like we know what's going on. And then like they say, like you can hear um, Willow say that like the heat got to her. And then you remember that she was like ripping off her clothes and she couldn't breathe. So like that kind of like kind of like validates, you know what I mean? And then, like, you know, he's asking if the faculty has been changed over. And then as, you know, she's like, not yet. And then, like, Nurse Harper walks in, which is, like, wild. And she comes in to, like, you know, go to her purse, take some medicine because she's really still not feeling good. And then they corner her. And then Willis is claiming that he has a pain. And he, like, grabs his neck, like, here. And then she's like, uh. And then he, like, grabs her face and then, like, throws her onto the couch. Not throws her, but, like, guides her to the couch and, like, gets on top of her. And then, like, he, like, his face, like, kind of changes and he, like, turns her head to her side to, like, her ear is, like, facing him. And he, like, throws this, like, something into her ear and, like, blood comes out and then her veins pop. Like, it's a, it's kind of like a scary, like, scene. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, Casey and Delilah in the closet knock over something and then it's fucking Mrs. Bremel. And, you know, and then Delilah screams a little bit because obviously, like, I probably would do if a dead body fell on me. Yeah, I think I would. I think so. <laughs> I probably would have screamed probably kind of loud. I probably would have got caught at that point. Let's be serious. I would have been loud. So then the they get noticed because they, like, heard something in the closet and they walk over to it. But then, like, the two kids run out of the closet and, like, kind of, like, knock them over as they're, like, running out. And they try to, like, run out of the school 
and then Willis and then like they're both like chasing the kids and they run into the to Principal Drake and um Mr. Tate and Drake looks totally different. She well, she looks a little more put together, let's just put it that way. She was still like fine. There was nothing really wrong with her character, but like I definitely felt like Miss Wilson looked totally different because she had like way more makeup on, no glasses, whereas like Principal Drake, they're just like buttoned up her outfit a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she looked fine and she just, I don't know, maybe a little more effort, you know? But then they, like I said, they run into Drake and Mr. Tate and even Mr. Tate seems a little more like alert, I guess for him is the word. And they don't believe what Casey and Delilah are saying about Mrs. Brummel in the closet and blah, 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 like all this stuff. And then out comes Nurse Harper from the, from the teacher's lounge, which is just like up the hallway from where they're standing and like everybody's quote unquote fine nurse Harper. But like, you can tell like everybody is like weird, like the, the music, you know what I mean? Like you can just like, so, you know, the cues from the movie tell you like, okay, like in case he's like, Oh no, run Delilah run. And then they like run away. And, um, from all of them. And then Delilah leaves Casey after he falls, which is like, cool. Like good, good, good friendship right there. But then Casey comes back with his parents and police to show, you know, Mrs. Brummel was in the closet. But obviously, like, if, like, time has passed, they're going to move her. Like, hello. So then, like, they go in with the cops and Principal Drake opens the closet for the cops and they show that it's resuscitation, Annie. It's not a dead body. It's just a dummy. But, like, I don't even think the dummy had fucking arms. Like, it was weird. I was like, how is that? resuscitation Annie like no I'm just kidding but no I, I thought that that was kind of lame so then the cop goes into the principal's office just with Mrs. Drake and you hear you don't really see anything but you hear like a little scuffle and you know then it's like a conversation with Casey and his parents and they think he's kind of crazy they definitely like are like oh my god what the fuck is wrong with you like you're embarrassing us like you're wrong you know they pretty much were like oh my god we've you know we got to do something about you but then, like, the police officer comes out with the principal, and Casey's like, they got him. So then, like, he leaves, and the principal, so the cop leaves with the other cop, and then the principal tries to get Casey's mom to, like, talk to her. And Casey's like, no, like, let's just go. Like, I'll talk to your shrink. Like, you know, whatever. And then they go home, so nothing happens at the school. And then they go home and his parents are tearing up his room, looking for drugs. And he tries to convince them that something is happening with the teachers. And they take his phone and internet, his music. They find his porno. And it's like a really like weird, like awkward scene. He's like, no more flogging the bishop. I'm like, who the, what? I've never heard anybody call it that, but okay. Like I was like, okay, all right, sure, sure. (laughs) You got that. Okay. Um... So then, you know, he, like, his parents get out of his bedroom and then he's, like, clean this mess up. It's, like, thanks for trashing my room and now I got to clean it up. Appreciate it. He, like, ta- he like types something on his, literally, like, do, 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 do on his computer and, like, sneaks out. And I don't know what the fuck he did. Because what the fuck were we doing in 1998 on our computers? Was he setting up an AIM message? Like, that's where I'm kind of, like, that's pretty obvious, but... Okay, like, I don't know what he was doing. Like, I think I think something printed out. Like, I was just like, what did he do? Like, I need to know. I need to know what he was doing. Because, like, it's weird. Because then he, like, leaves his room. And he, like, sneaks out. And then he, like, as he's, like, out the window and he's on the roof, he sees silhouettes of the faculty coming 
for him, like, in the front yard. And he's, like, freaked out. And then his dad, like, is behind him and, like, scares the shit out of him. And he goes back inside with his parents. But then his mom, like, creepily shuts the curtains. Like, it's really, like, whoa. Like, what is happening? You know what I mean? I remember, like, watching him being like, oh, my God, is the mom an alien? Holy shit. Holy shit. But then... You know, the next scene, I think, is the Creed song when the dad, like, drops him off at school. It's just, like, I don't know. It's just a really, fucking, this movie is just so good. (laughs) I just love it all. And then as his dad is dropping him off, the coach, like, walks over to the car and talks to his dad. And Casey's like, oh, God, I can't go home now. I'm fucked. Like, you know, whatever. And so he's, like, walking around in school. But then, like, you kind of, like, start to notice things are a little off as he's walking through school. Like, it's, like I said, it's people aren't as angry it's quieter it's just different and then he runs into delilah and she's not wearing any makeup and has glasses on and he's just like who the fuck are you because there's like a in the earlier in the movie she likes like this these lips take 72 minutes to apply and i'm like what the fuck i'm like god that is a waste of time girl girl i don't look that good (laughs) not for 72 minutes (laughs) oh i love it um, probably being dramatic, I'm I'm sure. So yeah, so then Delilah drags Casey into the handicapped bathroom and they're listening to the intercom and she is like claiming that they're coming after her and her name is then called over the intercom to go to the office and they're discussing like what's happening and it's like a really weird like quick conversation that they're just kind of like, oh, like I don't know why we're here. I'm just running away for a minute. <laughs> they're like in and out of there within like three minutes. It's wild. And then she's like, I'm going to go find Stan. And he's like, why the fuck him? Like, he's a jock. But Stan's not like a dick to him. He's just not like a friend. Let's just put it that way. So then like it's a scene where like you see the faculty lounge like changing and they're like turning on the AC, kind of like cleaning it up a little bit and adding like tons of water. Everybody's just like hanging out and like loving life. I don't know. It's like a really weird, like slow you know, like they slowed the frames down. I don't know. Just a really kind of silly, fun scene. And then um, we are in a scene of uh, Mary Beth and Stokely chatting. And she like knows about her crush on Stan, Stokely's crush on Stan. So then you start to realize like, oh, so she's being a bitch because she actually likes him. But he's not nice to her either. So that's why I feel like, why would she be nice if he's, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's a very weird, like situation she put herself in and so like they're in class and then Mary Beth pushes Stokely into like um his desk and like almost like sits on him it's like really like funny and she's like hey sorry and then she's like so are you ready for the game and it's just like uh that was like the weirdest like way to chat instead of just like walking up and be like hey so are you ready for the game this weekend like I don't you know what I mean like you didn't really need to I don't know, it's just, like, girls are weird. So then, you know, she, you know, um, he's surprised that she knew his stats, you know, and then, you know, she says that he's quitting, and she's like, what? And then he's saying, like, teachers are always, like, cutting him slack on grades and tests, and he wants to be a D student, and he wants to be, like, what he is, you know? And it's just, like, a funny, like, scene. And you can tell, like, okay, maybe they do like each other, and, like, maybe they were just being assholes because they were just being, they were just, like, angry. And that's where I think, like, some of the the social parts of this um, movie are kind of a little more head 
head on or nailed better than any other movie because I feel like, you know, I've definitely been in situations where like I'm definitely not feeling great and I definitely am not happy or I'm angry about something else that has nothing to do with the situation that I'm currently in and I project some of that and I don't really like that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to project crappiness onto anybody and I feel like this is kind of like a a simple way of kind of showing that you don't have to be mean and it's actually easier to be nice, you know, and better things happen when you're nicer to people. Like, look at this great conversation that they have and now they've made a connection because it's high school. Things are pretty superficial. (laughs) But clearly, like, he likes that she actually knew what he was doing in football. Like, if he asked Delilah that question, I bet she wouldn't know. So, you know, so I feel like that's kind of like a nice little moment in the movie that we didn't really get a lot you know, uh, back in the early 90s, late 80s, you know, we didn't really have those little moments. I mean, this is a quick scene. This is maybe like a three minute scene, you know, which I feel like it's kind of, that's kind of needed every now and then. Anyway, so uh, where are we now? Oh yeah. So then like the teacher starts a class, like really awkwardly, like very like, okay, like, like very much more like alert, as I said, that he is. And he asked everyone to write down a living family tree and where everybody lives. And it's like a really weird, like, I don't like, that's definitely nothing that I think I would do in school. Like not there where that maybe like the state that they lived in, you know what I'm saying? But I would definitely like not give the address. Like that's, 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 that's messed up. And then it's like the next scene of like Mary Beth asks, um, Zeke about the scat tubes because she like saw him like peddling them earlier. And you could tell that she's like totally smitten with him because I mean, hello, who was not? I'm pretty sure I had like, oh God, I had so many posters on my wall. And I wish that that was like still a thing now. Like posters from magazines. And I'm saying posters. What I mean is cutting out magazine pictures. <laughs> I had like the best technique for doing it. I would like squeeze my tweezers because yes, at 12 years old, I was plucking my eyebrows. Um, I'm, I am fucking Portuguese, y'all. Like I have fucking hair. Let's just face it. Let's be honest. But I had, like, some pretty thick eyebrows when I was younger. Like, very thick. Very thick. Which now I'm, like, angry. I plucked them into 2000s thin oblivion. And now I need them, like, tattooed on. But that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, I definitely remember. um, Oh, my God. Where was I going with that? Darn it. Sorry. Tell me what I'm track. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. Um, Either way, we don't need to, like, get into that. But I really felt that that scene was kind of, like, important for explaining, you know, how character development and those little, little moments between characters, you know, really showing who they are, I feel like is, you know, let's, let's not make them too superficial. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So she's smitten with him. And then you notice that there's like a line into the nur- nurse's office and Stokely and Stan are now like kind of curious because they've walked out of class together and she's trying to like figure it out. And, like, you know, get a glimpse in what's going on in the, in the nurse's office. And now Gabe, who's Usher's character, is the new team captain and says that the nurse is giving some kind of ear exam to everybody. But then there's cops. And then Delilah finds Stan and she pulls him away. And then Casey and Stokely go to chat in the library. And then we see the couple fighting as Mary Beth and Zeke walk around. But then you notice that the girl is the one that's, like, kind of, like, slapping John John Abraham's character on the bench and like he's not even reacting he's not even looking at her like it's really weird like and she's just like flipping the fuck out on him and then you know Zeke notices it and then asks if she notices anything off 
if, if like with everybody at the school and she's like y'all are off to me I'm from the south or whatever queer corny statement she makes I feel like they just gave her the corniest shit to say on purpose and then you know you see earlier the two kids that got IDs from Zeke in the bathroom they want more scat and they actually want everything that he has which is like kind of like whoa like let's not do it all real quick and you know pressuring him if he's got more and you know really trying to like push it but then miss burke comes up behind him and is acting like very tough looking very sexy and you know like not meek and quiet and like it's it's a really weird interaction that they have it's a crazy tense and scene that they share and I'm not entirely sure where that comes from. And that's the one thing about this movie that I feel like we don't really understand why some people are not passionate at all or I don't know. Like, I feel like her attitude was definitely kind of like the coaches. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, I it was just I don't know. I just felt like it. It was like hit or miss with how people acted. You know what I mean? With when getting like this parasite as, you know, as we've learned as the parasite, you know, gets inside them. Anyway, I'm just rambling. Sorry. So then we're back to Casey and Stokely talking about, you know, what could possibly be happening right now at the school. And, you know, she mentions Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And he's like, what if it's really happening? You know, all fiction is really, you know, based on some kind of truth. And, you know, it's really a great conversation that they have. But she really doesn't believe him that that's what's happening. And, you know, she's like, where's the pods? And there's no evidence as to, like, that's exactly what's going on. And then she mentions, like, well, and Puppet Masters which is what Invasion of the Body Ma- Invasion of the Body Snatchers was based off of. Uh, in Puppet Master, the the people were infected by parasites. They weren't there weren't these pods that grew the people like in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It was actually like a bug. So that's when Casey's like ding ding ding. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. So, but then he's like so obviously then he tries to go show her the one that they found in Mr. Furlong's lab, but it's gone and the tank is empty. Casey, Stokely, Stan and Delilah are actually in the lab and Stan doesn't believe him. Mary Beth and Zeke sneak into the storage room, which is I think like a door down from the lab. And he steals, you know, all the shit that he needs to make the scad or anything that he needs for his, you know, whatever he wants. Cause then we find out later he has like a fucking mini lab and he, I remember, like, this used to actually be, like, in my fucking AIM profile. And I had, like, just doing his part. Well, because he says, like, just doing my part to the deconstruction of America. And, like, now that I, like, think about it, it's like, what a fucking loser thing of me to say. Because, like, I didn't do drugs. I didn't even drink. Bare, like, I drank maybe literally, like, less than a handful of times in high school, guys. Like, I wasn't cool. Like, I'm just going to, like, say that right now. Like, not cool, not cool. So it's just kind of funny that, like, I had that at the bottom of my profile because I just loved this fucking movie. Like, I love this. I'm such a dork. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, so then they can hear, like, the alien conversation that they're having in the lab. And they're kind of, like, giggling about it. And then Stan asks, like, why Ohio? And he's like, and, you know, Casey's like, why, you know, how would you come in to, you know, to to really take over? Would you come in Independence Day style or sneak through the back door? 
And I feel like I totally agree with that. Like, that is how you do it. You don't bomb a city and tell everybody that you're here for them to, like, get ready to defeat you. Like, you just slide right the fuck in. You know what I mean? Especially with the parasite thing. You know, that I felt like, you know, made sense. So then um, Mary Beth and Zeke come into the lab and, like, scare everybody. And Zeke's like, ah! You know, like, like, pretending like he's hurt. And he teases Casey that there's only one alien, or there's only, that he's the only alien at school. Sorry, I was, like, saying that wrong. And then Mr. Furlong comes in, but he's, like, very flat. Like, like I said, emotionless. Like, everybody acts a little differently. Like, he was just very flat and not, I don't know, just not who we were seeing before, you know. And Zeke says Casey thinks that, you know, Mr. Farlong's an alien. And he asks, and Casey asks where the thing he found yesterday was. And Mr. Farlong says it's at the university, but shrugs when Casey's like, well, do they know what it is? So he just, but he seemed like didn't really care. And now he's like going after them and he's like, you know, shutting the door and like closing the blinds. I mean, like, if y'all take your seats, this will be over quite quickly. And it's like, what? So then they're all like freaking out and they're fighting him and Zeke slices his fingers with the paper cutter. But then those with like the blade from the paper cutter. But then his fingers like turn into parasites because remember, these things can multiply. And they like chase the girls like behind the lab bench, which is Delilah and Mary Beth. And he st- so then Zeke stabs him in the eye with the scat, you know, which is also a pen, which is funny because of his earlier statement before about be- having a pen stabbed into his eye. Like, what the fuck? Like, did you know who you were going to die? Shit. Um, so then um, he goes down in a white foamy mess and dies. And Casey scoops up a parasite from a jar that was like on the ground somehow. And then they make a plan about leaving. And they're going to go to, like, uh, Zeke's car and fucking get the fuck out of school. So then they're being stared at as they're walking through the school to the parking lot by, like, everybody at school. And it's so weird. You can hear, like, their names all being whispered. It's really, it's a very creepy, you know, scene. And everybody's drinking water and just, just staring at them. Really, really weird. And that couple that's fighting is now, like, very, very lovey. Their arms around each other. Like, they're quiet. They're, like, staring at each other and, like, walking around. Like, it's, like, total 180 from what they were, like, you know, 45 minutes ago or whatever. It's wild. So they get into Zeke's car, but Gabe tries to get Stan to stay and, like, play football. But then they leave. And then Zeke's trying to figure out, like, if anybody else is talking about anything weird but, like, the radio isn't really working, so, like, something else was going on. And then cops have a roadblock, but then he avoids it and goes somewhere else. And then they go to his house. And they're walking through his, like, basement area, and it's, like, his little lab. And then you notice that, like, to make the scat, he pretty much, like, crushes up a bunch of caffeine pills and some other stuff. <laughs> and Zeke opens up uh, the parasite. He's literally got like everything, like all like ready to go. It's it's kind of crazy, like how the scene, you know, it's just everybody's just like cool with him having his own little lab. It's just kind of funny. So then he like cuts a piece off and gives it to the mouse that he has, and then they let it take over the mouse. He kills the mouse, and then he starts to cut open the mouse and realize like it is a parasite. And then he can, like, look at how it was structured and he tells them, like, this is part of a bigger organism. And, you know, and it needs something wet to be the host, uh, to keep it alive. 
And then then that that's when they realize what the coach said about Brummel was true. And Stokely is answering all the questions and how to defeat it because you got to get the queen and you can save everybody if you get the queen, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Stokely's kind of like, you know, the one that they're kind of like listening to. And they're trying to like stop the spread of it. But then they question like if one of them in the room is an alien already. So then they're accusing each other. And then they decide to like each take the scat. And like this scene I feel like is fucking classic. I just, I love this fucking scene. And Casey, you know, does the scat. And he's like freaking out the whole time. and Like giggling. Like really. And then Stan has the gun and makes Zeke take it. Zeke takes it. But he kind of like was like, I'll do my own shit. But then he like takes it and he's fine. And then Stan takes it. He's fine. And then Stokely takes it. She's fine. She didn't really want to, but they were like, he's like, aliens are taking over the fucking world. He's like, weigh it. Like, I love that. I love that fucking line. Um, she's fine after she takes it. Delilah and Mary Beth um, are like, you know, have the last two to take it. And she wants, Delilah wants Mary Beth to take it before her. But, you know, Mary Beth's quote unquote allergic to aspirin, as she said to Zeke earlier. But then, as they're doing it at the same time, we find out Delilah's the alien. Because all of a sudden, she didn't do it. And she, like, kicks it away. And then, like, her face, like, has all these little parasites, like, swimming around. Like, it's fucked up. It's a great... It's some good CGI. I feel like stuff like that, that looked good. And it still looks okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's not terrible CGI. I feel like it was good. And... Stokely tries to shoot her, but then Delilah destroys the whole fucking science, you know, lab thing that he had, like, set up. Like, it sucks. And she busts through the fucking house and, like, is picked up by someone random on a motorcycle that you had seen, like, pulled up earlier. Like, it was that part. I want to know who that was. I need to know who that was. So then the, the rest of the kids that are still there, they drive to the game with the remainder of the scat to go get the queen, which they think is Miss Drake. So, you know, everybody goes to the game. So they figured, like, we're going to find her. Don't worry. So then you see the team putting parasites in the visitors' ears when they're down. Like, it's a very weird scene. They're, like, crushing the football players. You know, he's like, fucking rip his head off. Like, and then, like, people in the stands, like, have signs that say, kill them. Like, it's fucking, like, it's, it's wild. It's wild. But I feel like that's what makes this movie fucking great. And because it's a movie, guys, right? You have to be entertained. That's the whole point. It doesn't have to be real. It just has to be entertaining. And so then they notice Principal Drake at the Stokely and Stan notice Principal Drake at the game. But then they like walk away and then you notice that Principal Drake and Miss Wilson like look towards where Stokely and Stan were and like sense them almost. And then Principal Drake like goes after them and will follows them. So then Stokely and Stan go back to the like auditorium part of the gym. But then you see like Principal Drake has actually followed them. And now everybody's in there, all the kids and her. And then Stan, like, jumps her and tackles her with, like, a volleyball net and, like, wraps her up. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't even know. It's just silly. And he asks, and then he, like, shoves, like, some scat in her face and is like, sniff this. And then she's like, oh, my God. And then she, like, asks if Casey's on drugs. And she's, like, all worried. And then, like, Zeke shoots her in the fucking head. Like, just boom. We see blood come out and nothing happens. We're all like, oh, like, holy shit. But then she gets up and then bugs are crawling out of the bullet hole. Like little tentacles are com- like coming out. But then Mary Beth like walks over and dumps like almost all of the scat in her face because they had like put it in this into this like dispenser thing. Like all the scat. They had like dumped it into one little dispenser. 
And then she dumps, like, the whole fucking thing on the principal. And she does, like, die and crumble away. So then they're like, okay, like, we'll see what happens. And Stan offers to go out to make sure, like, everybody's cool and see if he, if he sees anything. And now it's raining. So Stokely pulls him in and kisses him. And, like, that's another, like, kind of good moment I felt for the movie. And she's like, just don't want to have never have done that. And he runs towards the field. And then you see, like, the coach and the players are literally, like, soaking in the rain with, like, their tentacles, like, coming out of their faces. It's, like, a really, like, creepy scene. And, like, it lightnings and you can see, like, a shadow of, like, the parasite in them. Like, it's fucking crazy. And so then you notice, like, Stan goes back and asks them to open the door and let him back into the auditorium. And they're like, but he lost the scat that he had because they're like, do it and prove it. And he lost it. So he, so they try to, like, give him the last one that they had on hand. And they throw it under the door and give it to him. But he's trying, but he wants to, like, take it. Well, he wants to, like, come in and take it instead of taking it outside. So they, like, you know, um... They throw it to him under the door and he dumps it, doesn't take it. And he tries to convince them that it's better to be like this. And of course, like, they're not convinced. And he runs away after Zeke threatened him. And he's like trying to, like, you know, get Stokely. Like, it's beautiful here. I want you. And then he's like, I'll show you some fucking pain. <laughs> fucking Zeke threatens him with. So then he, like, well, like I said, he runs away. And then Zeke th- thinks that there's more scat in the trunk of his car, though. So they go outside with, well, he goes outside with Casey and the football team is coming though. And Mary Beth and, and Stokely stay in the auditorium. So they hide under the bus and they're like, it's like a row of buses. So they're just like hiding from bus to bus and trying to like figure out, you know, what the fuck they're really doing. So <laughs> the Zeke playfully is like you're the so one of us has to like distract them and then then you see him like push him from under the bus so then casey um he's the decoy and he gets them away from zeke's car so that he can go and try to get to the scat so then somehow delilah like finds casey inside of a bus that he's hiding in and so does the team and like surrounds them as she's like trying to convince him like you can be like me and be like us and blah 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 like it's a you know creepy like come and join us kind of moment you know but he gets out through like the escape roof off the top of the bus and you know gets away and then we see like Zeke makes it to his car but Miss Burke has actually followed him there and she wants those cherry flavored condoms and he's trying to like you know be nice to her and not be a jerk but then he jumps in the car to get away and then she jumps through the passenger side window but then he crashes um his car into a bus to like get her out and get away from him so she like flies through the fucking windshield and it's a bad crash and zeke looks like honestly kind of hurt because he's in like an older car there's like zero airbags and the whole thing is like a tin can and like you know what i mean like there's just the impact it's just felt everywhere and but he did get the scat, so, like, he's thankfully, like, mission accomplished. But then you see, like, Miss Burke's head, like, go by, like, slide by to her body and then is reconnected and he's, like, fuck this shit and, like, runs away. And then we see, like, Stokely and Mary Beth are alone in the gym and they're, you know, trying to figure out, like, if they really thought that it was Miss Drake, who the Queen Bee is. And it's a really, you know, 
interesting conversation that Stokely and Mary Beth have. You know, Mary Beth is acting a little bit weirder than we've seen her on, you know, being an alien and how everybody actually seemed happier. And then you're like, oh, my God, no. And then Mary Beth punches Stokely. And then we see Mary Beth is the queen bee. And she, like, changes shape. And the CGI toward the end of this movie is not my favorite. I feel like it was relied way too much on. And I felt like the scene could have been done differently to not go crazy. You know what I mean? But that's neither here nor there. It's still entertaining. But anyway, um, so then, like, Casey finds her and they run to the pool. But then the queen bee, like, catches up and pulls Stokely into the pool. But then she wakes up underwater just as it's, like, approaching and, like, pulls its teeth back. And, like, you know, Casey saves her and grabs her out of the pool. And then they run away, but then separate in the locker room. So then the queen bee changes back into Mary Beth, like, in swimming through the pool, but, like, naked. It's like a that's, – that's a pretty cool – transition uh, CGI scene I, I I definitely feel and then we see Stokely in the locker room <laughs> then we see Stokely in the locker room but it's Zeke that we see walk in and Stokely calls out to him but Mary Beth is accusing her of being the queen bee but then he notices that Mary Beth is naked and he's like what's going on and it's like a very like tastefully done nude scene I feel like it's not like she's like naked she's actually like covered under darkness so it's not like we're staring at her boobs we're kind of like staring at like the top part of her boobs no nipples it's it's like I said very tastefully done I I was thankful that we weren't just staring at her boobs and then you see how she didn't actually take the scat earlier so it's kind of like uh you how do you know what you saw and then you realize like okay now he knows it's her and oh my oh my god and she faked everybody out and then like Stokely grabs Zeke and then we see she's an alien because then she like starts spitting shit out of her face and you're like oh god so then Casey grabs Stokely from behind and then they throw her into like a caged you know storage area and then Zeke makes take uh, Casey take the scat again and he does and then he's like a little fucked up and then they're running around for Mary Beth but we don't see her they're just we can just like hear her so then they separate and then we see like Casey like sitting on the ground and like he's him seeing Zeke being like thrown over the lockers like down you know down the down like the room like over the tall lockers it was crazy and then Stokely grabs him because he like lands near the cage but he gets away before she can infect him because it was like coming out through her wrist like that's what I mean like there was like way too many points of you know you know like is this like spider-man where they like shoot out of your wrists like webs like parasites come like i thought it was just your mouth like what the fuck oh my god anyway um <laughs> so then mary beth is walking through the locker room but then like the shadows around her were the shadows of her like if she was the size of the queen bee like it's a really cool like cgi scene i felt like and hid the nudity well like i like i said I was definitely appreciative of that because we weren't basing this off of her being naked. You know what I mean? And that's where I feel like it was appropriate to downplay the nudity. You know what I mean? Because it's not supposed to be about her being naked at all. So they try to convince, she tries to convince like Casey to become one and accept it because like they're going to win, blah, blah, blah. He tries to outrun her and goes under the bleachers. Like I'm blowing past this part. But then he like runs runs under the collapsible ble- blah, blah, blah. <laughs> collapsible bleachers. There we go, and 
he tries to outrun her, but then he like goes under the bleachers um, and then pushes the button to make them collapse. And then like you see them like closing like behind him as he's running. And then like the queen bee is barely making it. You know what I mean? And he gets out and then it like closes on her. And then the head of the monster is out. But he, like, still has some scat, and he's, like, guaranteed to jack you up. And he stabs it in the eye, and then it shoots out parasites that, like, go into his face. Like, this was a really cool practical part, I felt. Practical effect, I mean. And they, like, shoot into his face, and they, like, slide in. It's, like, a really cool scene. And they're kind of, like, wiggling a little bit. and But then, like, once the, the queen bee actually dies from the scat in the eye, it, like, you know, kind of, like, melts away, and then the... The little parasites, like, slide out of his face and the the, this, the wounds, like, close up. It's really cool. That's kind of cool. And they, like, disappear on the ground. Like, it's, it's crazy. So then he, like, leaves the auditorium. We see the, the, the queen bee, like, kind of disintegrate. And he finds Stokely and she's okay. Zeke scared the shit out of them again. <laughs> He's okay. And then it's, like, one month later... You know, the coach is at football practice and Zeke's actually out there playing with Gabe and Miss Burke is watching him. Weird. Everybody's kind of like back to normal, but he's like smoking a butt also like while playing football. So it's kind of like funny. Um, Stokely and Stan are together and he doesn't regret quitting the team. So it's kind of like a cute little scene, like a full circle for both of them, I felt like, which I felt we needed something like that. But also... Casey has been in a bunch of magazines and Delilah actually like admits to having a crush on him. Excuse me. Admits to having a crush on him and they kind of like have a cute little moment and I don't know like it's just it's you know swapping partners like I love it like it was just really cute and you know things sure have changed <laughs> like you know I don't know it's just like a really cute like ending and you know the, this that's the song at the end of this is that it's over now by Neve. like I love that song it's so good and I felt like it was you know a good oh sorry it's my phone um a good ending to this kind of movie and I didn't even look up any trivia for you guys oh my god I'm so sorry but this episode's already like an hour long so maybe we'll save the trivia for another time because my voice is also starting to get a little hoarse. But I'm really glad that you all wanted to stick around and wait for this episode. Like I said, I will try to remember to um, do the trivia for another time. I totally just, I totally spaced on that. So I'm so sorry about that. But if you look forward to the trivia, don't worry. I will add it to the next episode. And as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate and review it. And, you know, leave me a little review if you can that would be appreciated and I hope you all have a great night and I really always appreciate the listens the likes the shares the follows so you know my goal is maybe I'll get to 5k by the end of the year (laughs) that's kind of it's very ambitious of me because I have like over a thousand but to go um but I don't know maybe if I just put it out there to everybody like I'm trying to get to 5k like you heard it from me let's try this let's you know, let's do it. I think that that would be kind of cool. But if not, I mean, oh, well, I'm definitely appreciative of all the follows that I get no matter what. So I just am thankful that there's even more than 100 of you that want to follow my page and maybe listen to a couple episodes. It's always appreciated. Thanks for listening. Good night, kids.